Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Johnsonville Sausage Strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville Sausage Strips, and it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. On this episode of DC On Screen, we wax somewhat absentmindedly about a show we absolutely love, Doom Patrol Season 2, right after this very important message from, skip ahead 30 seconds now. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to DC On Screen, episode 608. This is the podcast where we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. I am David C. Robertson, and this, the man who once delivered a whole passel of baby rats in this very hallway, Jason Goss. Hello. <laughs> it's a tall tale. Didn't go down quite that way. <laughs> they were rabbits. Well, I love Doom Patrol, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'm, um... God, I, I sound tired even starting. I am. I'm just exhausted at the at the moment. <clears throat> I'm try to perk up a little bit. Let me get a little, uh, mm-hmm. a little buffalo rock ginger ale. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, you can start fights over that stuff. I'll turn your stomach enough to wake up. I guess. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can legit start a fight in the south by saying like, "No, that's that's the best ginger ale." You I mean people throw hands at you, man? <clears throat> I mean. A redneck once overheard me say I hated it and shot you. Well, no, he started calling me, you know, the F word. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And not the one that means penetration. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> the one we, we actually just, don't normally say. I mean, yeah, we were just in a, you know, gas station. Wasn't even out in the country. <laughs> no, no, it can be very heated, very heated topic around here. It's like, only real men like that. And I'm like, what is happening? It is a drink, dude. It is a it is a beverage. I mean, <laughs> I, I I love the stuff. I got offended. I got offended because we um all we could find at some point was diet, and I was like, I don't mm-hmm. even know if this is worth trying. And then I shamelessly drank the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd known you back in like I don't know, oh four. Mm-hmm. We uh a friend of mine had brought uh like two twelve packs to my house and just left them. And he's like, oh, I'm giving them to you, man. And I'm like, you don't like it, do you? 
<laughs> and he's like, no, I just like you. I uh, just, you know, thinking of you. It's like, uh-huh. You're just trying to get rid of this shit. Okay. You're a lying son of a bitch. And then <laughs> I had one and I was like, yep, he's a liar. And uh, we we brought it up to uh, to Matt of Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't want it. And uh, his roommate, our friend Ryan, was like, oh, yeah, dude, totally. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then some like three years later i moved into that apartment and was like cleaning it and like opened up the the cabinet underneath the sink and there they were <laughs> <laughs> apparently ryan had tried it and was just like oh, oh no instead of throwing it away <laughs> just squirreled it just shoved it under the sink yeah it happens Ugh. It really is a very uh, polarizing uh, beverage. What's that? Is it? Uh, was it? Is it cucumber that some people think just tastes bitter? Like there's a genetic predisposition. Uh, I don't know. I don't I know about it was bitter. Um, I mean, I think everything is an acquired taste for someone. It doesn't feel like cucumber. Anyway, I forget what it is. It's some vegetable that um, it's not even a, it's not even like an acquired taste thing. There's a genetic predisposition to it. You can you can literally find the gene for it where. Um, Whatever it is, it, it, to some people it just tastes normal, no problem. And to like 13% or some shit like that, it was just just unmanageably bitter. Like they couldn't, mm-hmm. they'd spit it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> For my life, I'll, all I can think of is cucumber. I just, I don't know, whatever it is. But um, I have a feeling, and I doubt anyone's ever had the time to study it, but I think Buffalo Rock probably has a gene too. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, to, to me, Buffalo Rock tastes like, snuff spit or something like i don't know like is <laughs> awful it is like a combination of snuff spit and like rancid feet mm. is fun awful. stuff mm. Ugh. which i understand like i i love diet coke i love it yeah like, no, i don't i don't get it and i used to have a roommate who used to refer to it as brown piss water that's about right and he's like i don't know how you drink that shit and i'm like it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's hard to even find a diet caffeine-free Coke that I could try, but still, I have no interest. <laughs> I could probably help you out. No, I'm good. Quite good. I'll stick with my disgusting ginger ale. That'd probably just steer you towards the, the carbonated waters, which I know you already know oh, quite yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, we have the uh, hibiscus in the refrigerator, and I'm kind of afraid to try it. Have you tried it? Mm-mm, no. Mm-hmm. What is that, LaCroix? Yeah. No, I, I kind of, LaCroix is expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walmart brand is inexpensive. That's fair. <laughs> and generally tastes better, in in my opinion. So. Yeah, they're pretty neck and neck. Anyway, Doom well, Patrol, man. It's been a, been a fun beverage corner discussion. Yeah. Um. All right, that lets some of the sugar get cooked in, though. Or cooked in? What the fuck? I'm, <laughs> I'm beat, man. Sorry. It's all right. <sighs> Oof. So, um, so uh, addressing, I want to address this right up front. That yeah, I was going to ask you to. We talked about it a few weeks ago on the show. Uh, according to Abigail Shapiro, who plays Dorothy Spinner uh, on the show, she says that they probably lost an episode. She says it was basically all finished. There was going to be one more episode, and we only had a couple of scenes left, but we never got to finish that episode. 
So I don't know if that episode is ever going to air or anything. I don't know much about what's happening. We have episodes one through nine, which is basically the whole season. We got basically everything done, which I'm very grateful for. We don't know if this was the intended finale or because we don't know if they were shooting out of order because that shit happens. Yeah. Um, They may have only had a a couple of pickup scenes to, to, uh, then throw in a, an, an extra episode somewhere in the middle. They may have just had a few scenes to pick up for the finale because, you know, last year on the finale, they pretty much wrapped it up. If, if they had not been renewed, they could have walked away. They could have walked away. Absolutely. That could have been a story, like one complete story for the most part um, with just a couple of threads. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at an actual honest God cliffhanger. I'm pretty sure they'll probably get renewed because the thing's a critical darling. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's been pretty uh, popular from what I understand. So much yeah, so it, that HBO Max was like, oh, no, we're going to put that shit in our trailer. Yeah, it was the first foot forward from uh, DC Universe getting to HBO Max. Like mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they, they picked it right off the top. Yeah. I have no doubt of its popularity. I know it trends well um, on, you know, you look it up on like TV time or something. It's always got pretty good feedback and. Mm-hmm. Um, well, good feedback and a lot of uh, participation, we'll call it. <clears throat> but, you know, when you look at the episode count, it was like 15 last year. I just looked it up to be sure. I thought it was 13, but it was 15. Okay. And only nine this time. Mm-hmm. Just, maybe, they're, maybe they were shooting for 10, but look, yeah. just just knowing how the, the, the season, you know, ends, I want to say with air quotes, uh, I just feel like we got, like, they didn't have enough to finish exactly what they wanted to do so they just kind of bailed it on a cliffhanger i'm fine with i i feel like this this felt like a whole season to me yeah one with not one with not not a lot of resolution though yeah i mean that's true it's the only it's really the only problem i have with the season and i don't i think it's only a problem of covid i don't think we would be having that conversation if they got to film everything everything they wanted to i i don't think so either like i think there was purposely going to be probably some some stuff like totally unresolved um i do like how um i like a lot of the themes of family i like a lot of the themes of like letting go of your past self of your past uh hang-ups um yeah everybody had some kind of journey where they were getting over something in their past mm-hmm. yeah i i liked all of that I, I liked uh how much it was reliant on getting away from your parents or or coming to terms with who your parents were um God, it was a strong season. It really was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Um, I'm, I'm going to look up this conversation just because I, I meant to memorize who it was, and I, I didn't. Oh, that's okay. But, um, yeah, like, I enjoyed the, the season overall for sure. And yeah, who was it? I think it was uh, Nerdy Tastic we were talking. Okay. Yeah, all right. So um, she said, is it just me or is season two of Doom Patrol kind of meandering without the driving narrative force of finding the chief, which was, you know, the season one yeah. um, thing. Uh, I said, on the one hand, yeah, I could definitely see that. On the other hand, it's like meandering through a theme park or arcade, so I'm distracted and still pretty well enjoying myself. Yeah. Um, and then we, we, we talked a little bit longer, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, she was saying like the, the glue seemed to be, hey, what's up with Dorothy? The whole season was the big thing. Yeah. Which is true. And that's ultimately where the last episode that we got culminated was Dorothy having to go on a serious journey herself. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I was perfectly like, I, I didn't meandering, but I didn't feel like it was meandering at all. Like, I think I saw that comment and just thought, mm, no, <laughs> because for me, it was just like, 
yeah, I absolutely want to know what's up with Dorothy. I absolutely want to know. Like, <laughs> I do, I do. But um, uh, the other thing I kind of mentioned was if there was anything going on, it was like thematic more than plot driven this time. Yeah, which I, like I were, well, kind of like what you were saying there. I like that because I had to think about like where it was going for a second because I, I was so like you said, like I was distracted by all the the weird shit that they were doing. Oh yeah, they pulled and out then, a lot of Morrisony stops that. I mean, you can get through an episode just going, what the hell did I just watch? Pretty happily. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then you, you stop to look at like, you have it from, it's really brilliantly, brilliantly done because I feel like you're looking at, um, Larry who is basically, he, he's the father in the situation and he's looking at the wreckage that his actions have taken on his children's lives. And how it's affected not only his children, but generations now. And yeah. then he's got Rita with him, who's like the child looking back on what her mother did and how is her, her mother's sins have affected her. You know, like, I just well, think it's and, such a good show. Cliff come to a head where like Cliff's, yes. Cliff's thing is more he's trying to forget how much you wanted that because he kind of gets pretty soundly booted from that part of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's course, trying to make peace with it, and is I guess he, they have a conversation where he's too flippant about it, and Larry kind of tells him like, "No, you don't understand. This is <laughs> that's not being there is the worst thing we could have done." Yeah, that was so great, and mm-hmm. <sighs> the whole the the it all sort of intersects with the chief and how he like decided not to be there to be you know to, to lock Dorothy away. Um, Danny says he didn't want to be her prison anymore. I'm just waiting on Larry to say he doesn't want to be the negative zones prison anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously like the negative force or whatever you want to call it, uh, the negative force wants to get out into space. It wants to be free again. It wants to shed this human bullshit. That's yeah. what it's like pushing Larry to. It's like trying to get him to like work through all of his horse shit so that he will like put it behind him and they can go be out in the stars where they're supposed to be. I don't know, yeah. man. It's just it's he's trying to get so, him some closure so he can move on. And so so good. <laughs> yeah, I I do love that. Like through the entire series, the negative force has been just a much better actualized individual than really any of the team, if we're being honest. But Larry in particular. Mm, I mean, a bit. like if we were talking about who who hmm, who seems to know what they really need to talk about, like who who's done the work, the best work in therapy, you know, who's right. actually. Gotten in touch with what really needs to be going on. It's probably negative, dude. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Or Danny. Yeah, Danny's. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, Danny's still still learning, but Danny is on, on top of their shit, man. Yeah. I, man, I was That's glad true. Danny didn't Very die. wise. Oh, um, another theme that hit about mid-season that I, I, I did enjoy, I think it's on the end of maybe Finger Patrol. It's somewhere after the whole... Um, Rita's explosive orgasm stuff and the sex control <laughs> coming by, and which is, by the way, fucking hilarious. The sex men, the sex men coming in, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I just laugh my dick off. But like, they they keep running into the room to try to stop it, and they're just doing the the prolonged orgasm gag. It's it's stupid comedy, but it made me laugh. They all did a pretty good job with it. Um, so I'm going in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what kept cracking me up is like in all all the subsequent episodes there's always at least one scene where they're like just just yeah ghosts just ghosts having sex randomly throughout the house yeah it's just is this like our disru- lives now 
It disrupts everything for just a minute. They watch them like hump their way out of the room. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did start to enjoy that gag. But uh, they get to the end of that and it was uh, it's kind of after Ray finds his way back. And like they, they have a moment where they're all kind of sitting around. Ray's eating kind of like a, you know, a burnt grilled cheese that Larry couldn't, couldn't focus long enough to cook. Mm-hmm. And the the theme it hit kind of hit me at that time the theme that they'd been working on in the first half of the season was what the fuck am i still doing here yeah and apparently the answer was mm, you're still here because you got some shit to work on yeah man i appreciated that uh yeah i like that i i kind of feel like part of it is everyone needs to to let go of their old families and embrace the fact that they are family yeah they're each yeah. other's family and I'm curious to see, I very much doubt that Larry's going to wind up going into outer space or staying there. Maybe at some point, maybe that, maybe that's his, his final arc. Maybe that's like the end of the show is like he takes off into outer space. But I kind of feel like it's more of a, he needs to learn how to be, be stronger without the thing, without the negative force. So the negative force can leave. Yeah. Because if you notice, like now when the negative force leaves him, he doesn't pass out. It takes yeah, a lot out of him. Yeah, he's working on that. Yeah, so with what we were saying earlier, you wonder if the negative force is preparing him so he can leave him behind or if he's preparing so that Larry can leave everything else behind with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just plans on leaving him and he's not trying to leave him, you know, a nightmare of a broken human being <laughs> who apparently <laughs> would melt the faces off of everyone in the building if they took his bandages off. Mm-hmm. Good game there, Larry. I feel like that uh, that Red Jack storyline was just there to show, uh, in some ways, was just there to show us, like, or remind us. By the way, this is what happens. This is what happens when he takes the bandages off. See, see that he just he just kills everything. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I'm not sure that was uh, adequately <laughs> illustrated in the first season. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of first to second, like you know, I'd forgotten until until they were in the scene and in the moment. And I realized almost along with Flex what she was asking him to do. I'd forgotten he had that little that little Flex power. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of forgotten that little. And it's 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 a throwaway kind of joke almost in the first season. It's like an oops, sorry, Flex, the wrong one. Sorry, hope everyone enjoyed that. I guess. Um, yeah. It was. I was. I was impressed looking back because I was like, man, I thought that was just a stupid gag. I'd never thought they'd actually pull that back and make it work for some like some real character development. Oh yeah, man. Everything's on the table. But so help me. They figured it out. And God, their stuff with Rita was br- just brutal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sure was. I'm not sure. Stuff with Rita. Stuff with freaking Jane was brutal. I was, I was going to say, like, oh it's neck Lord. and neck. I'm not sure if the Jane scenes or the Rita scenes were harder to, like, digest. Those were both Jane. rough. You think Jane? Yeah. That last episode breakdown? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was rough. That was, that was bad. Also, dude, what is it, Bob? That's a skeezy looking motherfucker. Bob. Was it Bob? I don't know. The guy, the, the swinger she's with at the party. Oh, you know, that's funny is um, <laughs> I kept thinking that they were going to like pull out the he's Bob Dylan thing. Because like, <laughs> he's like standing on the, he, I'm like, yeah, he doesn't look like Bob Dylan, but he does look like as close to Bob Dylan as like any of the people that they hired to play people from the past on legends of tomorrow so i'm like it could be dylan he sounds a little like dylan he's like out there like you don't need and i'm like eh. no 
No, no, no. But nope, and I don't know what his actual name was. Well, but I think I it's funny that. that you called him Bob. Well, I was thinking. No, I thought her. Ah, uh, fuck! I've, I've, already, I've already forgotten their names. Um, so the guy that she's with at the time, mm-hmm. uh, it turns out he's just super sleazy anyway. But the guy that the the guy from the other couple that she's sleeping with when she has the breakdown, uh-huh. um, he just he his, his uh, yeah he he like they cast him specifically to look to look like he didn't belong there. I guess. Yeah. He made me uncomfortable. I did I did not like watching him stroke away. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I yeah. I we it was a great episode. Great episode. Very well done. Uh um, oh, her speech is amazing. Or her yes, breakdown speech, whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Um I was down with all of that. And I knew that wasn't Miranda that had come back. I just knew it wasn't. I was like, mm-mm, nah, girl. That's going to be something else. <laughs> and we still don't know what exactly it is. Yeah. But all of the underground stuff was uh, deeply interesting to me. It was. I like the dynamics. It feels like they could do like three straight episodes on the underground. Just tell everyone else, hey, you don't have to be, you don't have to be on site for two weeks until, you know, two weeks later than everybody else. And. I don't know. It, it, they could do three solid, epi- solid episodes with just Jane dealing with Jane, and it still wouldn't even fully... Uh, you wouldn't even be really stretching your legs in the underground. There's so much to play with there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could watch a whole show about the underground. <laughs> just a straight season of just her sorting that shit out. And all these people who are like, oh, man, Doom Patrol is brilliant. The underground's a crazy and great idea. I'm like, yeah, you hated Sucker Punch, didn't you, though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I hated Sucker Punch. I never got to finish it. Yeah, just, you know, whenever you get the chance. I I have I it. I don't know that it'll ever happen. It's one of those, it's, it was one of those nights in college where we're like, yeah, we're going to watch this. And 20 minutes in, we uh, something happened. I forget. And it just kind of got, the idea got shelved. And then, you know, here we are 20 years, <laughs> however many years later. Well, I have uh, Zack Snyder's extended been. edition. 15 if you ever want to borrow it, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. If ever that gap of time opens up, I'll be happy to. <laughs> nothing against it for all i know i love the movie i just never have been able to actually get around to it i quite enjoyed it anyway um what were we talking about Doom yeah, it was jane in the underground jane in the underground yeah 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 i, I man well, i hate that her personalities her seem to be dead now you would think that she'd be able to like somehow heal herself and bring those personalities back since they're all in her mind you think we'll get a resurrection Oh, most likely. I don't know, man. The show's pretty damn dark. It is, but yeah. They might just leave all baby the... doll decomposing in the bottom of that well. <laughs> all the nuts and bolts are still there. It'll just give them time. Man, I love the explanation for what the well was and what the well represented. What was that? Uh, well, they had been talking about the well, about how Miranda threw herself into the well. Right. And uh, everyone's afraid to go there, but the, it represented the real life well in her own childhood that her father would like put her in when he was punishing her and he would leave her there over like all night. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's ringing a bell now. Yeah. Yeah. So she went back for the toy and all that crap. Mm hmm. Yeah. I get it. I don't know what that, it also seemed like they were setting up some kind of, um, you remember the, uh, the episode where it's basically just baby doll and Dorothy playing. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that ends, ends tragically with the broken brick. I think. Um, anyway. No, I think that one was... No, that one ends with... Uh, oh, that one ends with some Jane's going down. Yeah, Candlemaker going into yeah. the underground and murdering 
Jane's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that was my point. Um, is they there's just there's a lot they have in common powers wise. Mm-hmm. Um, which I you know to me it seemed like the, the reason they got an episode to hang out together. Um, well, that and to help flesh out Dorothy a little bit. But if they're gonna, I mean, with Dorothy going full, you know, full manifesting her own weapon, diving into the flames to face the Candlemaker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like it's only a matter of time before they give Jane her stuff back to help out. Maybe. I mean, she's still got, you know, what, 60 other personalities in there? There's plenty. With Each with their own, you know, set of powers? Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. Oh, we could do that, though. Maybe Doll in particular. I'd just be surprised if we didn't see some. Or if they, I don't know. They could just throw away like they did. We could, uh, we could pull that that old that old game. She had sixty other personalities in there. How come they didn't help stop the Candlemaker? Where were the Avengers during the Defenders? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under other contracts, that's where they were. <laughs> they were at home getting some stanky on their hang down. They have to have lives. Yeah. I mean, learning Tai Chi. I don't fucking know, but they weren't there. Um, Cap had too many burritos and he was on the toilet. Leave the man alone. Let him have his privacy. Hadn't he earned that? Good God. <laughs> Evidently, he's earned a whole life of, of laying low. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Endgame. Oh, yeah. Um, Endgame. I don't know what... It, it left me wondering, though, like... It seemed like it was going to be a very Dorothy-heavy ending, because short of Jane, who... I don't know if she has anything in her power set that we've seen so far that would let her like you know roll up into a kind of imagination land kind of deal like dorothy's going into because mm-hmm. she's got some serious like fifth dimensional kind of power shit going on yeah um i don't know she, what jane's got in her arsenal that could possibly get affect that but it's it feels like better than you know somebody who can stretch or a robot or even <laughs> a negative dude <laughs> has to offer to the situation yeah I mean, Cyborg, yeah, for all his parts, is pretty pretty four-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I don't think there's anyone other than Jane what could go up against Dorothy. But I don't... I think the important thing now is that Dorothy is the one that's going to have to, like, go up against Candlemaker. It's not even about anybody versus Dorothy except for Candlemaker. No, no, I figured they'd have to go in and help her. But I don't know what they're going to do. So, yeah, I just figured it was going to be Dorothy on her own. Yeah, I mean, they're all covered in wax. I don't know. Like, the only one that I think that isn't is Jane. She's the only one that's there or that's still around, right? I can't remember if she is. I, I mean, don't. She, I, pretty, I mean, mm. she's like subdued. She's yeah. like trying to swim up out of that whatever. The, she's the trapped, well. but I don't know if she's waxed. She's not waxed. She's okay. definitely not waxed. You know, if anything, I, you would think the combination of Cliff and um, what's his name? The Magician. I oh. know. I know his name in two other shows right now. But I Willoughby, Willoughby Kipling. There you go, Kipling. Seems like those two might have a good, decent shot at getting in there. You know, their powers combined. Kipling Maybe is waxed. The, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. If short of them being waxed, um, like if you got them two in the, uh, you know, the, the disembodied pony head, maybe they'd have a shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that um, the, that lady that was back at the gas station that was like, <laughs> "Don't tell your dad that you got." that you got your period or whatever oh yeah i kind of just kept hoping that she would somehow miraculously be at the fair and like watching everything that was going down and somehow know that it was dorothy that was doing all this and be like i had a period like this once (laughs) (laughs) armageddon (sighs) 
Yeah, that <sighs> sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Just jaded, finishing I, a cigarette with way too much ash still on it. Yeah, we've all been through this one. I told you not to tell your pa. <laughs> Don't you to overreact. <laughs> it's like, what terrible advice. Mine just hit me a couple times. I don't know what the hell Juju years ago. Years ago was going. Yeah. Uh, well, it was pretty shitty. Like, it started as a real wholesome, like, oh, glad there's somebody there. And then, oh, she soured that very fast. Like, yeah, men suck. Don't tell them. <laughs> like, no. <sighs> No, I mean, yes, he has a syringe and he's thinking about killing her, but no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, I'll tell you, though, but they, they made so much of a play out of him. Him just This season had hit, over and over again, it hit the beat that he's just trying to preserve her youth indefinitely mm-hmm. at the cost of his own immortality, apparently, uh, if need be. But he, um, it, something tells me whatever she's doing in there with Candlemaker – that she may come out not as a little girl anymore. Right. And, you know, he's he'll have lost his, his little Dorothy. And that's a nice little allegory for, for how fathers try to keep their daughters from growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very tempting. I mean, deeply tempting to, like, build a cage and not let her out till she's 30. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it's the wrong thing to do, but there's a party that's like, yeah, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they would forgive me. Yeah. The courts and the public alike. Like, no, you can't unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, somebody. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I like the whole season. Like, I don't think there was anything that I didn't, like, appreciate on an artistic or comedic or, you know, like, just everything had its place. And, my God, the stuff with Larry and his and his sons no, was just heartbreaking. Yeah. It was awful and amazing and so good. Like, yeah. And completely different than how heartbreaking last season was with his, you know, lover dying. Yeah. Like, man, just... The dude has lived a tragic existence. I was about to say, will we ever have a, a time where Larry is okay? Yeah, and they don't even give him, like... I'm I'm not even... It, they're, they're not even doing, like, morality plays with him so much. Because they, they very clearly describe, you know, how hard it would have been for him to come out. And mm-hmm. that had he, there would have been a whole series of consequences that would have resulted. Um, yes. Like, he was damned if if he didn't, didn't. Mm-hmm. They, like, the show makes it very clear that he didn't have a good decision to make. And that no matter what he's done, it's just ended in tears. Yep. Um, yeah, he is. Oof, I'm, I'm kind of hoping he gets a win at some point. Like, he, I mean, even that little, the, even just dancing for a moment at, the, at that party, I was like, oh, finally he's happy. And then, oh, blew it. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I laughed so hard when he kept trying to sneak into that hospital. <laughs> they just put on like doctor's coats and they're like, hey, we're done. It's like, uh, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you believe me? Uh, no good reason. <laughs> I, I love that the show ventures into absurdity every once in a while and you're just like, or not really every once in a while, but just like we'll venture into absurdity oh, and it's so easy to for, accept it. Yeah. But it'll it'll do, it'll do absurdity and then give you something like all right. So in that scene when when with when he's running around looking like a doctor, he like it was a good episode. But honestly, to me, the absurdity was it looked like it looked like doc two doctors hadn't been able to get daycare and their kids were running around the hospital and they were playing with the gauze bandages and one was sitting on top of the other's shoulder and they were just running around the lab coat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the the pile of children old gag. Yeah. 
But it really did look like that. Um, it's like condensed daddy daycare and yeah. sequel. Yeah, uh, like somewhere there was a, a father in the middle of an 18-hour surgery that just did not – he just – he he did not have time to deal with that too right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, but later, you know, when you talk about absurdity, like let's get into the imaginary friends. Um, oh, that was fantastic. It was. Uh, I particularly loved Rita's because the, the paper – I don't know. I love that paper image. Yeah. Like the, the ideal of thinness, like literally the, the, such an absurd ideal of being thin that it's, she's literally a, a representation of 2D mm-hmm. um, and has no, you know, no stopping her. She can, you know, out tap her. They, like they had a, uh, I don't know, that was a, that was a good moment. But when you talk about the absurd, like Cliff's best friend was Jesus and he abandoned, abandoned him at a youth camp and Jesus comes back <laughs> angry and looking for blood. <laughs> this is... What the fuck am I watching? Hold on. What I can't remember what Jesus said. He's like, yeah, until you forsook my righteous ass or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Left me behind or whatever it was. I love that. Like, And they try to have a moment where it's like, I just, uh, they, they, I don't know. They almost seem like they're going to make up for a second. And then there's just parts of Cliff everywhere in wax later. Like, oh, they didn't, they didn't make up. They didn't, yeah. That didn't work out. Well, it was all candle maker, but yeah. you know. I know. I, still, I I did love that every time we we switched to to Cliff and Jesus fighting. For some reason, Jesus means heavy metals going in the background. It's like I missed that Sunday school lesson. <laughs> 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 it was just like, like, what are we doing here? Why is Jesus heavy metal? I'm down, but this, this is weird. I don't know, but I've certainly heard my share of Christian metal. I have two now, but that it's, was uh, college. Whew. That's a real genre that's out there. Oh, it is. It is. Not, not entirely certain why, but whatever. They seem to be enjoying themselves, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Bethany's been watching this. Uh, she's been revisiting the, that old... Uh, that old show on uh, from NBC, the one that followed um, Saved by the Bell, California Dreams. Oh, wow. It is awful. It is terrible. The music they sing is terrible. It's, it's, a, it's a show about a bunch of teenagers who play in a band. I, I don't think I ever watched a bit of it. It is awful. But uh, Like I probably watched, I'm sure I must have, I must have seen a few minutes just because it followed Saved by the Bell. And I grew up in that era. Mm-hmm. But like, like uh, do you remember how, do you remember how it aired five minutes off? Because it was on TBS. That was in syndication, yes. I think. But yeah, it was like, yes, it, in the syndicated version, it was like, it would air, what was it? It would, uh, like, from 11.05 to 11.35, mm-hmm. which was a little bit brilliant. I had to give give him credit because you had, you know, all the, no matter where you were on television, the episode would end at the same time. It ended at like yeah. 11.27 in real time. And then 11.28 and 29.30 would be credits, promo for the next show, um, you know, promo for some other series on the same channel and then maybe a commercial and then you get, you know, 11 o'clock on the dot or whatever it was, you get the new. But in the meantime, while you're just clicking around looking for nothing, you could actually find something actually still happening for just a second. Mm-hmm. And you'd watch Jesse have that breakdown over the caffeine pills or some shit. Yeah. Which they just, they released a uh, a trailer for the reboot and... Oh, Christ. It looks fun. <laughs> really? Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, they are actively taking swipes at themselves. Whereas, like, um, 
there was there was a trailer that they released a while like a little teaser where Slater's like uh, the gym coach or something, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh man, yeah, you know, he's like talking to a couple of guys. He's like, yeah, I had this fling with this girl back in high school, blah 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 blah, hooked up with her, haha. <laughs> oh wait, that was your mom. <laughs> and he's like, of yeah. until you know, until I like, started seeing this other girl. Yeah, she was like, oh wait, that was your mom. They had that kind of thing. They just released a trailer where, like, I guess Jesse's like a principal or a guidance counselor or something. Yeah. And like takes uh takes caffeine pills away from from uh, Zach's son, <laughs> and like yeah, it's the whole course. big r- ridiculous speech that's like obviously very tongue in cheek. <laughs> just for my own curiosity, uh, what's what's Zach up to in this timeline? I don't know. I think he might be the mayor. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, he could have been. Uh, you know, his, his charisma was off the charts. And the yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're they're doing it tongue in cheek. But yeah, the California Dreams thing. Uh-huh. One is weird because the the main character looks a lot like you. Oh, that is <laughs> fucked up. But like two, like the music is so bad. Like the band, the whatever song. Like the, apparently, all these kids actually did play and sing and stuff. But, like, the music they wrote for this show was so bad. Oh. And, but I'm torn. And I'm like, how did they get here? Because they practice in this kid's garage. And in the background is this sweet Tom Petty poster. <laughs> right next to a Beatles poster. And I'm like, how did you guys listen to Tom Petty and the Beatles and still become, like, Brian Adams light? Oh. Like, what exactly oh. transpired here? See, even the phrase Brian Adams light hits me a little bit like the way, say, drinking a natural light would hit my stomach. Mm-hmm. Poorly. <laughs> and with a fight. <laughs> 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance. Protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Anyway. I love that we pulled back from a tangent to get to another tangent, and now we've forgotten what the fuck we were doing with Doom Patrol at this point. <laughs> Always. But on to another thing with Doom Patrol. Uh, uh, Dalton's performance, again, astounding. Oh, everyone's perf- everyone's performance on this thing was was astounding. They are great, um, but he just he had a couple of scenes in particular where he he just where he was having to really ha- come to grips with like I'm not going to be able to protect her, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that he in particular those those scenes he knocked out of the park. Yeah, like that last that last little moment when she's walking toward the flames, where he just ha- he just ekes out this little Dorothy, like ah fucking it's perfect, fucking pitch perfect. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> good stuff there. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm having trouble finding more stuff to say about the show, honestly. Like, yeah. We'd have more I, if we'd come to like a, a conclusion of some kind, but I just don't feel like we really did. We didn't Not that totally. this doesn't work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think we're missing, personally, I think we're missing the episode. Just feels that way. And mm-hmm. it's hard to interpret what they said, what she said in the press, which, by the way, when you're reading her, uh, her little press bite there, you hear it yeah. in Dorothy's voice, right? Yeah. Like, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how to interpret that exactly. Um, I think we'll know more in time, but it's also like, I'm reading what she's saying, but I'm like, ah, she's just a little girl. She doesn't what, know. What does she know? <laughs> Go to bed. Especially your bedtime. Like Dave, she's like 25. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> Rational Dave. She's like 25. She's, gotta... she's just a little girl. Damn it. You've got to scroll down her IMDb, IMDb page, Dave. Uh, it's not, not the point. <laughs> um yeah i i uh i felt like i'd have a lot more to say if we got into something I, and for my money i'm betting that we are at least missing the one episode mm-hmm. uh just because that's what it sounds like although i i gotta give him credit for for leaving you on a nice cliffhanger that somehow still managed to wrap up the personal you know uh dealing with whatever's holding you back storylines yeah. Which they did a pretty good job of. Like, before everybody gets waxed, they do a pretty good job of dealing with their shit. Mm-hmm. So, I do appreciate that. And then having the whole, having Dorothy at least stand up for herself at the end of this thing. And, you know, hints of it. It's like standing up at the party and saying, no, I'm going to stay up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, there there was some resolution, for sure. They they picked a really, I think they did a good job with picking this part of the cliffhanger for what they had to work with. But I don't think they got to play with the full deck of cards. Yeah. They probably didn't. They might be missing up to a, up to a whole suit, even just because not being able to do your finale is is that sucks. I mean, they did pull off a pretty great finale, though. For yeah, for, for what it was, for what it was, I just it, I wouldn't be surprised if they were at least going to get into the Dorothy Candlemaker fight, which I am just calling it that, I guess, for as a placemaker. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, given the course of the season, it feels like they were going to at least get into it. Maybe not resolve everything, but at least get into it. Yeah. Feels like. Just speculation. Yeah, man. I oh gosh, there was so much I loved in this show. Pioneers of the Uncharted. Like I love those two. They were just like <laughs> running on fun. fumes, slapping each other on the ass and saying their catchphrases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just like felt right out of the bronze age almost. Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to go through like individual episodes. Otherwise I I really did enjoy the the ride through whatever it was we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a weird ass show, as as was the last season. So, yeah, truly that. Mm. And I don't. Eh. I mean, I'd I'd put money on season three personally. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think so. I think so. Did you hear about the uh, the thing with Jovi, uh, uh, Jovian Wade, and um, not Jovian Wade? Uh, well, they were talking about him. Ray Fisher was talking about Jovian Wade, and he gave a scenario during Justice Con in which he would be interested in being on Doom Patrol. Where he's talking about, like, he would play Cyborg, the Justice League version of Cyborg. He he wouldn't want to just meet him somewhere in, like, in some weird dimension, sort of like what Ezra and, and Grant did. He was like, yeah. no, it would have to really mean something. It would have to be like, we're looking at each, me and Jovian are looking at each other and, like, we're finding, like, the rest of ourselves by looking at the other person. And like, he gave some, like, really artistic, like, great sounding thing. Yeah, okay. He's like, it would have to be something really meaningful. And then someone asked the Doom Patrol writers about it. And, like, on Twitter, they were like, can you link us to that? 
<laughs> we will make that shit happen. Right? Never you fret. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that I Ray will Fisher order four shows gallons of coffee Patrol. and we will stay here all fucking night making that happen if we have to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really hoping there's a third season just so we can get like a little Ray Fisher showing up on, on Doom Patrol. Oh yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be sweet. How, what did you think of the uh, the explanation for where uh, Mister Nobody went? Honestly, it eluded me. I, I I didn't catch it. I meant to ask you if, well, what they did with that. I, well, they I, went they went to the painting and they found. Uh, I saw the painting and Beard Catcher and all that. Yeah, they found Beard Catcher, and they were like, "Where's Mister Nobody?" And he was like, "Ah, he got some gig voicing some That's high end right. animated series." <laughs> and then as soon as they say it, I get like an advertisement comes up in the bottom the bottom right corner that says Harley Quinn on DC universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was one of the only disappointing parts. Uh, was, uh, I enjoyed his take on that so much that I wouldn't, I would like to see more, but uh, not that they didn't wrap up his story just fine. So, I mean, I could live with him never showing up again, but um, he was a lot of fun while I was there. He was. And that was, I do remember that now that you said it. That was a really funny way of just kind of throwing out the, it, let's put it this way. If you went into that painting and they didn't say something, you were going to be watching for him the entire time, right? You got to say something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. And I love that, that <laughs> I love that beard catcher was like dis- disguised, disguised so horribly. And they're oh, all like, dude, you're, but- this doesn't even look like, he's like, no, no, get behind me. And yeah. sure enough, like no one, like the scans didn't see him. They're yeah. just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> and he just kept standing still and they never saw him. They like took everybody prisoner, but him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like clearly right there. I don't know. I, I, I he's like glancing around with word glances like, oh shit, the jig's up. No, they missed it. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll just stay right here. Oh, yeah. God, I'll never forgive that character for that one scene in season one though. Ugh. What did he do? What was so bad? I know he, he, when he like really reaches in that sink for that. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, for I think Cliff's hair. Uh huh. No, it was probably the Chiefs, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah. Sorry, the Chiefs. So Cliff is a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Chief. Oh, um, ugh, that still turns my stomach a little bit. Yeah. Let but me ask you though. Fun character. You think you think uh, Cliff's? Is everybody else was just waxed? Cliff was exploded. Eh, we put back together. Who cares? His head was intact. Yes, they could put him back together. Yes, and that's important. His head was intact. My question is, do you think they exploded him so that the chief could put him in a proper android body? Well, that's kind of what I was pondering as you were finishing asking the question. Was like they just they really did a lot of lead up and foreshadowing to the fact that this body isn't quite cutting it anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess the downside would be because it. I know there's an actor playing Cliff, uh, actually, you know, playing Robot Man, I should say. Right. Who I guess would have to go, but it would be interesting to see actual Brendan Fraser roaming around the <laughs> the mansion. Well, we wouldn't have to necessarily even see him. It could be like just like a more streamlined, uh, ooh, actually, version of Robot you know what? Man. I, here's what I want. Let's keep okay. let's keep the guy playing Robot Man. Mm-hmm. Let's give him an android an android type suit. Instead, you know, instead of not, I mean, it's kind of fun. Like it's a really cool design they did with, with uh, robot man as is, Mm -hmm. I would miss it, but it would be a lot of fun if they ended up giving him some like deeply 
disturbing, uncanny valley-esque version of Brendan Fraser in Android. That would be fun. That would really make my day. Like, like you know they were trying to, like, in the sense that, you know, like, all right, so after someone's pointed out that Michael Myers is really just like an inverted William Shatner mask with the holes cut out on the eyes a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and now you can't unsee it, but it still doesn't feel right when you see it, it's F, like that, like that, but Robot Man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it being fun. With just like a weird, creepy, slightly rictus grin, you know, because he was a per- depressive kind of personality anyway. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like the idea that like Robot Man would look, he might start looking newer and With shinier. the shitty hair of Encino Man. Yeah. Why not? Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. What I, like the, I like the idea that he might be like shinier looking, you know, like newer looking, maybe gold, uh, closer to what is, you know, his more current uh, comic book counterpart might be. Without being so big and clunky, you're like, oh, 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 you know. Um, well, uh, you know, also, what if the chief just kind of like replaced some of the rotors so he didn't make as many whirring sounds? Yeah, I like the idea of there being like a slow progression towards humanity. Like, I don't want him to look to just be like, go from 1950s robot man to, you know, data. Yeah. But <laughs> there should be um, like a bicentennial man stop somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Or just try it out. Just try it out. The chief, like I said, just replaces some of the joints so there's not as many whirring sounds. Mm-hmm. Upgrades the appendages so they're a little more articulated. Polishes the whole suit so it looks kind of chromish instead of that dingy uh, kind of copperish look thing. Mm-hmm. And just tells him it's a brand new suit. And it takes him half a season to figure out that all I did was polish the fucking suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he was he did once he did want sense again. He wanted to be able to feel. I get that. That would be uh, maddening, frankly. And I don't understand why Cyborg can't just, like, download the files from his dad and, like, automatically know exactly how to do that shit. Didn't they hint that his that he's, to some extent, locked out of some of the mechanics of his suit? Like, the same way his dad could turn on things on and off and kind of hijack his suit without... Yeah, but he's got to evolve, man. He's got to evolve. He does. And they talk, they talked about that storyline, but they did... I think they, leave, they left open the door that there are parts of raise mechanics that even he can't get into. Yeah, they did. They did say that. Um, Which makes sense. I mean, I would do that for sure. Like if I were a, a brilliant, uh, what what, is, what do you even have to be? Like bioengineer, AI, like you've got to have like 17 doctorates to make a suit like that. Um, but if I had all that, all that, <laughs> all that going on and I, I put it in my son who may be brilliant in his own right, but doesn't have all 17 of those doctorates, I'm, I might lock him out. Of, yeah. of the of the software, yeah, because you know, my, you know, what if he got in there and started tinkering and really fucked something up? Yeah, I get it. He start, he's digging around in there looking for the dick and bigginer and yeah, screws up, you know, sus, system thirty two or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> system thirty two is an important thing, you Apple users. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you want to find the equivalent on a on a, on an, any Apple product of destroying System 32, the the, the Windows folder, uh, just take like a quarter inch drill bit and and insert it anywhere into the into the actual body of your PC or, or laptop, mm-hmm. and then shake it around a little bit, and pull it out. That'll that'll mimic it pretty well. Yeah. So, um, what did you think of, of Vic's love interest? Can't remember her name now. I don't either. Uh, a little frustrating. <laughs> I liked her. 
<laughs> I just don't remember her name. Sorry. I was not joking. What, like, um, Ronnie. Ronnie. There Ronnie you go. Evers. Sounds good. Um, I really, I, I, I felt like I, I, I disappointed myself as far as being able to view this season with more uh, vigor. I just, it has been a long few months here. And um, yeah. I've been watching these episodes like half an episode at a time after we've got the baby to sleep and everything. Like after everything's done before I'm like too tired to watch anymore and, and still grasp what I'm viewing. So, um, yeah, stuff like Ronnie's name is going to escape me this this year. Next year, it's uh, hopefully going to be a much smoother ride. Um, he says, yeah. shaking and drinking caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've become um, like the emotional equivalent of that freaking Sylvester cartoon. A little, <laughs> he's got like the yeah, he's got like fourteen cigarettes in, yeah, and, and yeah, pouring cup of coffee on top of another cup of coffee, and, and just like fine. shaking I'm wildly. Good. I'm good. Yeah, no man should have this many houses to fix. <laughs> <laughs> I just got one bathroom to finish and a whole garage to move, and I'm done with one of them. Um, and a daughter to raise for the next nineteen years. Other than that. Good to go. Uh, anyway, yeah, there won't be well, there, there won't be as much in the works theoretically next year, but um, fingers crossed. Yep. Of course, all of America will be dead from from coronavirus because yeah. nobody will wear their freaking mask. <laughs> no. Don't <laughs> go outside again. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. I I I liked Ronnie just fine. I liked I liked their relationship and I liked the pit, the points they hit. What they were talking about as far as like. The trust issues and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't like where they left it in the, in the sense that I don't know, man. I mean, she's made some mistakes, but fuck it. Is that, is that the worst she got? Like, yeah, y'all got a lot. Of, you got a lot in common. Well, just just work on it. See where it goes. Yeah. Like when he abandoned her at the diner, I kind of thought, man, I think that's me abandoning how much I care about that storyline. Like, see, no, that no, that made sense to me. That made sense. That made total sense because. If Cyborg, whose greatest aspiration is to be a member of the Justice League, well, sure. is going to look and say, like, oh, the girl I'm dating is, like, a war criminal who murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. I'm thinking that's over. I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, because, all right, let's assume that a couple of people are on the current Justice League. Let's assume Batman and Superman are there. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I could use a number of other examples, but let's just use, you know, two of the big three anyway. If you're Batman, yeah, you're probably a hardliner about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she's a war criminal. Um, I can't, I, you know, if you can trust her, I'm not sure I can trust your judgment kind of thing. Uh, yep. Yeah, he may he may just blackball you on that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like Ray could go to Superman and go, look, you of all people know, everybody deserves a second chance. But it's not about whether he could go to them or not. It's about like whether or not it, he has to find that place within himself. And in a lot of ways, Vic is still a kid. Oh, Vic he, yeah, still he's, he's 17 perpetually. Yeah, like he still wants to be completely right. He wants still wants to you know be on the side of the angels in in every sense of the way. You know like he doesn't understand that doesn't compute with him. No pun intended. <laughs> how someone could allow themselves to become that. So it it would it would So for you like when he's that's a part of his arrested development that he can't go into the diner. Right. It it would have it would have made uh it would have drawn me out of the storyline if he'd been like immediately if he had been like, Oh, I mean, we're not our past, you know. I needed him to wrestle with that. I do the wrestling I get. It's just I don't know, that um 
Yeah, maybe maybe I'm being too hard on the diner, but it's kind of the frustrating thing. Um, the frustrating thing about anything that has to do with drama on television or movies is, as I saw it pointed out recently on some Tumblr post, uh, miscommunication in comedy, hilarious. Miscommunication in drama, far, far, frustrating as hell. Just, oh my God. Just if you two would sit down and fucking talk. Mm-hmm. And there's part yeah. of me that I understand the trope and I get why it's there and it's there for good reason. But I, I guess part of me at that point in their progression after they'd talked, after they'd really had some good intimate moments and, you know, shared some trust issues and shared some trust. I felt like it was maybe time to go in there and at least put his cards on the table. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like him bailing, I guess. I mean, I was, I, I think I was, uh, that was, that was the only option for him at the time, not for the entire show, but then it wasn't for the entire show. He yeah. did go back. He did. He did. Yeah. But I, uh, I accept your point on this one. Yeah. By the way, I love I love the way the cops view him and Rita coming in. They're like, "Oh, great, Justice League Junior's here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I I love like the few snippets we actually get of the how the real world views the Doom Patrol, <laughs> where it's just like they're doing a play in that town about like the day the monsters came and destroyed their town. Yeah. Ah, that was so fun. So good. And if Lobo doesn't show up on this series, At I don't know point. of a I don't know of a show better suited for him. It would it would fit. I would love to see the one from Krypton even. Oh yeah, no, bring him back. Bring yeah. him back. He Dude, was great. Like let him show up. Be like, you know, I'm here to find Niles Calder. <laughs> why the hell wouldn't he? He's got a bounty on him. Put that sure. down. Yeah. That makes sense. Somebody in outer space <laughs> is probably pissed at Niles. No, it's probably somebody from another dimension pissed at Niles. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. I mean, Niles has got a spaceship. Like, uh, you lit. love that he used magic to make that work. I do love that. That's, that's, oh, uh, God, that but so that's, good. that's kind of my point. He's, a, he's resourceful, but he's resourceful in ways that are just begging for trouble. Like, yeah. If anybody showed up uh, of any, any species, any creed, any motivation showed up at that mansion's doorstep and just said, I'm here to kill Niles Calder, you, you'd have to be like, hmm. Well, I'm sure he did something. Um, where are you from? And they're like, uh, you know, seventh dimension of a parallel Earth. Okay, all right. Well, that's still not surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he do? Uh, he blew up my entire planet to get four drops of some liquid he needed for a scientific experiment. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't let you kill him. Okay. It was for the betterment of the entire universe. Oh. <laughs> was it was it yes i had to figure out how to brown butter more quickly in the pan oh okay <laughs> i was wasting too much time in the morning yeah god i love this show yeah it was good all of that sounds so much like something that would happen on the show possibly <sighs> you got anything else man no no i don't think i do i mean we could keep mining but uh you know in, in, you know, in case you didn't understand the f- last year, watch this show if you haven't. We're not doing it justice talking about it. It's, we're just having fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was kind of a, it's it, uh, it's a hard one to really talk about that thoroughly because there were really cool scenes too. But mm-hmm. you, know, you can just kind of talk about it's it's a weird one to talk about this year because there's just there's cool scenes and there's themes to talk about and all that. And we can do that, but you know, again. Without the without the complete conclusion, you're just kind of speculating for next year. Well, I mean, we would be doing that anyway. Yeah, 
I mean, but it's as like last is, year when we were like, how are they going to get back to normal size? You know. That, well, yeah, that. But uh, this time, there's not so much speculation. Like, I feel like I know exactly what the first scene of the next season is, and it's going to have something to do with Dorothy and the candle maker. That's, maybe, or maybe they'll toss, you know, toss it on us the ear, and the first scene will be freaking Cliff and his new body jerking off to, you know, sex ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like three months prior. Yeah. I mean, knowing them, it's going to be like 12 hours later and everything's fine. They're having pancakes again. Hmm. I don't know about that. This show does like, it's, it's weird and, and out, out, out of, outside the box as the show is. They do seem to believe in stakes. They do. Yeah. I mean, there's, I do appreciate that convention though, that the, you know, somebody's gone, they're gone. I'll take that. Things do mean things. Deaths get folded into other people's character arcs instead of getting, you know, bullshit revivals later. I, I like that stuff, but. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it works for Jane, but I don't know, dude. She pulled that Miranda corpse right out of that ground. She did. Ugh. She did. And see, even with, like you were saying with Baby Doll, like she put up a huge protest about we don't know what happens to you know, these people. So Yeah, but then she found out. She went down and she was in the well and she saw the corpses. Now, I mean, they're all oh, imaginary God, yeah, people. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I forgot about that. They're all imaginary. So Yeah, but know. that's still, you still, you're still even open. Like, eh, even riding away like that, I'm not sure that matters. It's a whole different set of dynamics down there. Yeah. But that said, she did see a whole bunch of corpses in the bottom of that well. You know, I mean, if we're going with the old, did you see the body roll? That, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And she saw bodies, buddy. She saw some bodies. Gotta give her that. I mean, I could say, I don't know what that means because they're all imaginary. But at the same time, everything on Doom Patrol is imaginary. They were literally in between the panels on the show. Yeah. They were in the white space between the panels. The entire show is imaginary. In universe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I, I could end with maybe my favorite moment. What's that? And it's, it was a, it, it was just, I don't know. It's kind of what I was referring to a minute ago. Like when the sex men do show up, mm-hmm. there's so much confusion, except for <laughs> Niles, except mm-hmm. for Niles. who's like, ah, mm, happened to bring you to my doorstep. <laughs> absolutely unflustered by the concept knows them personally uh-huh. like to the point where i saw that scene and i was like what would have to happen to fluster him like what what the hell would have to go down before niles went okay i actually don't know what's going on right now <laughs> i mean that's tough man i mean his daughter running into the flames of the candle maker seemed to fluster him quite a bit but I mean, he flinched, but he still knew. He still I knew mean, that that was normal for whatever they were doing. Dorothy flies off to his spaceship. Guess what? I'm going to go and get my spaceship out of the shed. <laughs> the spaceship I made with magic. Yeah. Let me open up this panel, feed a goat's head, and scratch him on the chin uh-huh. so that he'll fly the spaceship to the moon so I can retrieve my daughter. Or as I call it, Tuesday. <laughs> I loved I loved that Kipling is in love with with Bamphamet, the the singing horse head. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of nice. I loved that that was just like a little thing thrown in there, and he's apparently very self conscious about the fact that she'll probably never love him because she's a horse head and he's a human. Yeah. Oh gosh, just it's but, so weird. But he's still it. smitten, and that's how it is. I love it. Or the other moment, uh, another good Niles moment, where he's, uh, Cliff is just beyond frustrated, bearing a soul, and uh, he says, "Well, I'm going to give you some MDMA." <laughs> What? <laughs> what does he say? Like, I came in here to, I don't know, bear my soul or whatever, and you're giving me drugs? Yep. <laughs> sure am. Yeah. And he takes him up on that offer. 
He sure does. And has a great time, it looked like. <laughs> Dancing with the shadow guy. Sure, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, another quick question, though. When So when Jane does make it in there, um, was it Hammerhead at the time? I don't know. I forget which personality it is on top at the time. But, but when Jane does get in there and shoves that baby back up that guy. Uh-huh. Did you kind of just kind of like cross your legs a little bit when you saw that? I don't remember. I had a, I, I, I kind of wanted to like cup and cross a little bit, you know? I, I'm pretty sure that my face was. My taint hurt just watching it. Let's put it that way. I'm pretty sure my face was, as always, with Doom Patrol. Uh, Wide eyed, mouth agape, a small smile formed, <laughs> breath baited. Just go into a Doom Patrol trance. Yep. Just taking it in, trying to take in as much as I can at once. Like, oh my God, what is this? What is happening? Oh. Oh, they're not going there, are they? Oh, they're they're oh. ghosts having sex. Oh, <laughs> of every kind of era. Oh God. Oh, Cliff's punching a rat. That's a cowboy and a Roman. Oh, Cliff's punching a rat. Oh, you bastard. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, so that great. was a good bit. Yeah, I get you. Well, those are those are my last little things. You got anything? <laughs> I think I'm good, man. I really do. I I, I got I up at like four it. this morning. I'm gonna go pass out as soon as we're done with this. Yeah, I've had a. Uh, a uh, pretty rough sleep schedule thing going on, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the best of places either. But yeah, I believe we're gonna ride the melatonin train this evening over here. I don't have any of that anymore. But uh, I hadn't taken them in a while. But it, uh, it sounds good. Sounds like a great idea tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, DCOnScreen.com for every episode. Uh, I I have. Uh, I just put up a, uh, a new uh, Patreon episode a few days ago. Uh, that was me and Christopher White talking about uh, a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff like Michael Keaton as Batman and, you know, him coming back and doing the flash. And we talked a little bit about blues brothers and high fidelity and man, we, we just kind of ran the gamut. Honestly, we just had a great fun conversation. Nice. And um, I have, co- I am compiling and uh, sounds ominous so far, but I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to hear you out. I am compiling a, an episode that is nothing but Witter Woman voicemails <laughs> for Patreon. And uh, oh. I'll just say this. I have I have made contact <laughs> with Myrtle Manus. And there uh, seems like it, there's a couple people who just right now went, no, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. It's for Patreon. You don't, you don't know. Yeah, but you don't look, have to. You don't, you don't have to skip it. I have made contact with Myrtle Manus. Mm-hmm. And as I understand it, uh, a a an introduction to the compilation from Myrtle and possibly Ermeline Spratt, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, may be in my one. may be in my inbox tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oof, it's a beautiful thing. And on top of that, um, and I'm not sure if it's just going to be show notes or if I'm going to actually like come in and give them, but um, we have been provided with. Uh, Real life translations, like normal speech translations for each of the voicemails. Do you remember the gag in Hot Fuzz where there Nicholas is trying to talk to the the like real backwoods guy and he says something and then the the less backwoods guy says something that's still indeterminable mm-hmm. and then one of the cops is, says something in like slightly more understandable and then uh, I forget the name of Nick Frost's character and they're like. 
translates from that and they they do like a four-part translation every time they're talking to each other that's funny but no i don't remember that i i feel like that's how that you would have to have, have translated the the witter woman dialogues <laughs> yeah i feel like sh- something should be in between those those voicemails but uh it's 10 voicemails over the five years and i was surprised that i had saved every one of them <laughs> and let me tell you so it was old myrtle manis yeah so if, I mean, like maybe you got somebody from like 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 the the lower Appalachian trails, <laughs> and then maybe from like northeast Georgia, and then maybe southwest Georgia, and then lower Alabama, and then maybe somebody in Shelby County, and then finally we found somebody in Birmingham, and that's how we translated him. Mm, I don't know. It'll be magic. I don't, I, I don't ask questions. <laughs> I take the transcriptions and I go, "Thank you, thank you, Myrtle." Thank you for not making me try to do that. I didn't ask for those transcriptions. They were offered. And I said, yes, translate that shit, please. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> it would be an adventure. Like, uh, God, it would remind me of like those old uh, scoping jobs I used to do. Yeah, I, I did a couple of those. Just mind-numbing stuff. You just sit there and listen to the same same piece of terrible audio over and over again until you figure out which, you know ridiculous citation on mineral rights some lawyers mumbling under his breath oh, those yeah were, it was bad those were interesting interesting times anyway the be the best way to support us would be uh, patreon.com slash dc on screen and uh the second best way is to leave us a written review rating and review on itunes or apple podcast i should say and uh if you want to do both of those You'll just be one of my favorite people ever. You're straight to bees knees category right there. Bees and knees and everything above, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Look, <laughs> we're gone. We're out. Uh, we'll probably come in next week with a Star Girl review. It's just saving up the news, saving up what little news we've been getting uh, for uh, for Fandom. Yeah, the news is it's it's there, but it's been scant. Fandom yeah. is going to be a deluge of news. One would have, one would imagine, yeah. yeah. So, um, at least compared to the last couple weeks, it will be. Mm-hmm. So until next week, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.